Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined now by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Uh, Kevin, did you make the trip down to Austin? I did, Randy. Wow, aren't you glad you did? Man. <laughs> did you well, fly? Did you drive? I drove. You drove? Yeah. Oof. How was the Texas New Arena? Was it nice? You know, it was really nice. Um, it, it was, you know, I, I imagined it would be, and, and it is, um, you know, when you're when you're walking around it, which I did, you know, a couple hours before the game, just to kind of see it, you know, um, and there's only one place on the whole arena where you can see a Longhorn, uh, and that's where their fan shop is on what, just one little section. Otherwise, you would never know that this was, um, you know, on the University of Texas campus. Just well, by looking at it. May not be finished. They may still have some things to do. I can't imagine that. They they like those Longhorns. It, it was interesting, and you know, I know they use it for concerts. They're going to use it for other things, um, and of course, um, you know, basketball. You know, it was always the drum. They used to call it that, the, the Irwin Event Center. I believe that's going to be demolished. That's what I, I heard while I was down there. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but. Um, you know, it was it was quite an impressive facility, um, and you know, of course, the basketball game is you know very unusual to have two programs that are ranked in the top fifteen playing in an exhibition season. Um, you know, I can't remember the last time Arkansas even played on the road in an exhibition game. I, I, I that, you know, they probably okay. have at some point. I don't remember it other than 19, in the summer when they went overseas, obviously. Nineteen seventy-eight. Arkansas played at in the in uh, like early 1978-79 season. They went to Anaheim to play Athletes in Action to get Sidney Moncrief exposure to the West media. I was there for that trip. That is probably the only time they've ever gone out of Arkansas for an exhibition game. Uh, I got to believe. Yeah, other than as you yeah, said, the I- European trips or they've been to Brazil, they've been to other places. That's got to be the only time they played in the United States outside of Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, so it was, you know, it was it was unique in that sense. It was really a, 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 I thought it was a strong crowd. I mean, it was, you know, for an exhibition game, you know, I, I think there were a few empties, but not many. Uh, you know, the game started, uh, it might have been half full, a little more than half full, but in the, in the first, I don't know, five or ten minutes of the game, by that point, most of the seats were, were pretty well filled. So, it, you know, the fans came out. Uh, well, they were probably looking for Longhorns in the building, and they didn't find any. And then they went to their seats. Yeah, they probably were. They're like, "Is this the right place?" <laughs> but um, no, I mean, just, you know, the, the outside of it, they, um, you know, it was what you would expect—something new like that. You know, you're figuring um, they put a lot of money into it, just like at Arkansas. They do the same thing in their facilities at the University of Arkansas. So. What was the what's the capacity for basketball, Kevin? I think it's about fifteen thousand. I think that's in oh, the, is it that in the much? ballpark. Okay, I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, I would heard, heard it was 10, like ten or twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it you know what for basketball? I mean, I, I don't know if it, what I read was for uh, maybe a different kind of event. Maybe it's up to fifteen. If it's twelve thousand for basketball, that might be right too. It does not obviously what from 
you know, we were in the, the media section was up in one of the sections in their arena. It was section 123, and we're at the top of that. Uh, um, and just looking around from that vantage point, I didn't think it was as big as Bud Walton Arena. That's, that's for sure. Hmm. Well, well, the, of course, Arkansas, and that was very nice. They got asked to tip it off, and that's a big deal. And they're, they're coming into the SEC, so Arkansas got that experience. But was it a, was it, was it a good experience? Was it a good thing to do? I think it was a good thing to do. I think it was a smart thing to do for Eric Melsman. He knows better than anybody, what, you know, what the what the hurdles and obstacles are for this this particular team, and it's a team he created. I mean, he went out and got eleven newcomers. He didn't have to do that, but he did. Um, and I think starting in the summer, early June, and and doing and then having those extra games and in Europe and and the things he's seeing day to day. You know, they announced that, that exhibition game against Texas kind of late. That 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 wasn't announced that long ago. And I think he wanted to put a real obstacle, give them some adversity. Um, and, you know, just my feeling, the way he's been talking uh, with the media and press conferences leading up to that trip, you know, he said that, there, that basically there were going to be some eye-opening experiences uh, in the horizon. And... Uh, this was it, I think. I think he he moved this kind of a game in front of the regular season to to maybe you know if you if you if you stay within a few possessions and you play it close, fine. You learn from that. If you find a way to win, great. Um, but you know, this isn't unprecedented either for a Musman coach team. I mean, if you go back two years ago, yes, it's exhibition season, but if you go back to two years ago when they started two and four in SEC play. Now they got they were down thirty something points to LSU on the road and ended up losing that one less than twenty. But they were they lost at Alabama right after that, pretty soon after that, by thirty uh, last season in Tulsa against Oklahoma. They ended up losing by twenty two when the wheels came off. Yeah. Lost to Hofstra, lost their first three SEC games. Yeah. They've been blown out, and and again we know how those seasons ended. So. The fact that this happened in exhibition season, I think, was very savvy on his part. Not that he planned on going there to get beat by 30, but just whatever happens, he knows there's a lot of places this team needs to grow to be where they where he wants them to be. And that was the kind of test that it would expose that. And, boy, did it get exposed because Arkansas struggled in the areas we knew they would struggle in. And the, in the areas where we thought they were going to be strong in, transition, uh, being the tougher team, more physical athletic team, around the basket, they lost those battles. So if you you want to look at it, you know, uh, in phases of the game or different facets of the game, uh, you know, Texas, Texas handled business pretty much across the board. And, you know, when you see a 30-point difference in the margin, you know, that, that pretty much says it all. But you, you make a very good point about last year's game at Oklahoma, uh, losing to Hofstra early in the season. You know, the thing about it is, wouldn't you rather have it Learn a lesson in an exhibition game than in a December, mid late December game, and so in this group, not having been through this, maybe it will be a really good educational experience for them. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 if you're going to have this happen, exhibitions better. I think this is the toughest schedule since Musman's been here. When you look at non-conference, and then I think the SEC part of it's going to be the toughest they've had too. And so you put all that together. I'm not sure, not so sure. There's not going to be some some more ugliness somewhere because it's a really quality schedule, and you are dealing with 11 newcomers. However, 
Uh, if, 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 if getting beat down like that was what it took in previous seasons at the midpoint to get some things figured out, you're right. You'd rather have that happen in October when it doesn't count um, and, and maybe avoid some of that down the line. Now, Arkansas is obviously not going to go undefeated. Um, right now, if you were basing it off that score, Arkansas not, doesn't look like a top-10 team. Guys, remember last year, I remember when Arkansas started the season 15th, they moved up to number 10 because they won their first eight games. And they did win that event, the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City. You know, they uh, beat Kansas State and Cincinnati, but those teams weren't that great. And Arkansas just struggled. They never really looked, you know, like, like a finished product. They were they seemed kind of disconnected, but they did have the, the 8-0 start. Moved up to top 10 before, and that's when Oklahoma beat them like that. And then it was Hofstra, and then Arkansas loses three more. They're out of the top 25. So this team probably, when I see it, they're ranked 10th. Some, some, some of these preseason things have as high as five or six. It doesn't look like that. I mean, Texas looked the part. Arkansas didn't, and it's one game. You're on the road. But, again, I do think there's going to be some growing pains for this team. And that, what matters to me is when what he's shown in the last two years, he being Musselman, is that he can get it in the right, not only in the right direction, but where they do look like a top ten team, and they finish, they certainly have finished that way. So you got to think with all the talent. I still say this is the makings. On, on a, when you look at it on paper, the roster, the makeup of what he's brought in, I still think that this is a, the caliber of talent that could get you to a Final Four. I do have big question marks about turnovers and three point shooting because they have continued to be a problem. Uh, but at some point, I do think at least one of those things improve, and my guess that'll be. My guess is if it's if it's one of the two, it's probably the turnovers because I think a lot of that's correctable. I don't know how this team's going to be a better three-point shooting team um, based on what I've seen, other than a guy like a Joseph Pinion, you know, somehow being in the rotation. And I don't know if that's in, the, you know, I don't think that has been in the plans. I don't know if it'll work out that way. But he's one guy that has shown he can put it in the basket from three. We know Nick Smith Jr. can. But one guy's not going to be enough. And, you know, Texas went 10 of 16, Arkansas 4 of 12. Of all the things that went wrong, that's probably the one area that, at least on Arkansas's part of it, I didn't expect it to be much better than that. Defensively, they're going to have to be better than that, defending the three in other areas where they failed on Saturday. Let's see. Let's squeeze in if he's still there. Savage, good afternoon. Hey, what's going on, guys? You doing all right? What's up, buddy? How about you? Oh, doing good. Now, just real quick before I get to Kevin, uh, Rick, I'm kind of, you know, taken back and kind of offended with what you say because I've coached all three of my kids in sports. Uh, yeah. I played sports myself. Yeah. So when I call and complain, you don't know my route running ability. You don't know <laughs> the touch that. You, you, you have no idea where I'm coming from. You don't know my back, my background, my pedigree. Mm-hmm. You don't know what kind of athlete he is. So I, yeah. when I call in – I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Most so when I call cl- a complaint, it's coming from somewhere that I know, and you don't know that, Rick. Come on now. Most of our callers have never played college football, Savage. I don't mean to offend you there, but I'm guessing the play that I said, if you had to leap up and make a 15-yard catch with a guy hitting you in the back, I'm pretty well guessing at this point in your life you wouldn't be able to do that. You think I'm right? No. Guys, have a good day. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Savage. 
right, hang down, Kevin. We got one more segment. Savage is better than I thought. How about that? There you go. He's an All-American. All-American. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by Kevin McPherson. Very nice hoop scoop courtesy of Hogville.net. Joined again by Kevin McPherson. They're known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Well, Kevin, we've talked a little bit about, well, a lot about the facility there in Austin. We've talked about some of the things that uh, obviously Arkansas needs to work on. Before we move on to a couple of phases, uh, or I say phases, but a couple of uh, items concerning recruiting with the National Signing Day coming up uh, very soon, uh, what positives did you take away from your experience in Austin, Texas? Well, you know, I asked Mussman after the game, you know, what, what were you guys doing right to be within striking distance nearly by halftime? I mean, 17, 18 minutes in, they were down one possession. It was a five-point game with a minute before halftime, and Texas – you know, doubled that lead to 10 and going into the break, and then they just blew it open in the second half. So I, I thought I saw some positives. Some of that was Nick Smith Jr. I think early in the game, the first 10 or so minutes, he looked like the best player on the floor. Uh, he made some tough buckets. He made a three. Uh, he set guys up uh, playing on the ball. Uh, Muslin went to him pretty quick. I, I, I was curious to see how much was Anthony Black going to play lead guard. Uh, and he went to Moody or excuse me, he went to uh, uh, Nick Smith Jr. pretty quick uh, as, as a primary handler uh, in that early going. I thought he did a good job. I thought Makai Mitchell, one of the Mitchell twins playing off the bench, hit a strong first half, you know, eight points. There was a uh, three rebounds and a block shot. There was a series of plays where he scored at the basket. On the other end, he blocked a shot. He got fouled on the rebound on that block shot, and it went down and made two free throws. So those two guys I thought were positives. Uh, and what what they showed, you know, in that first half. Obviously, you need two halves of basketball. You need more than two guys because guys like Anthony Black, who I just mentioned, Devo Davis, Ricky Council, the latter of those two playing off the bench again, uh, although they play heavy minutes, are going to have kind of starter value. And then Trevon Brazil, I thought the four of those guys all really struggled. They were a combined 3-17 shooting. And Arkansas is just not – I don't care where you're ranked or how good your talent is – when four of the top six or seven of your rotation basically, you know, they didn't draw a donut, but it was pretty close to, to you know, not not much production from that group collectively, uh, and you just can't have that. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe you can live with a couple of it. But going back to the positives, I think the positives were Nick Smith, Mackay Mitchell in the first half. I thought Arkansas did a lot better job after getting beat early on, you know, giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. Some of Arkansas's defensive possessions were pretty good. They just didn't close it out with a rebound. Texas would get on the glass and then put it back. I think Arkansas closed the gap, and by the end of the game, they were only minus one on the boards and only minus two in second-chance points. So they did a much better job of that in the second half. But, guys, you know, you're really looking – you know, you have to really hunt and search for positives uh, because Texas was so good and it was such a – it was really such a wipeout in the second half. 7-0 run to start it. Did a 20 to nothing run right after that. Um, and it was over. You know, it was over before the midpoint of that second half. But, uh, you know, a guy like Jordan Walsh hit a couple of threes. Now, he, most of his production came when the game was effectively over. But Texas did have some of their top rotation players in the game. And, 
you know, just the fact that, you know, it could have been a 40-point loss had Walsh not stepped up a little bit. So I thought there was some positive there. And then Joseph Pitting, I mentioned his name, you know, he was one of two from three, scored seven points. But, you know, if you look through the through the entire preseason, whether it was the, in October part of it, when you looked at the red-white game, the Roger State game, and then this last game against Texas, Joseph Pinion in the moment, in the minutes he's given, he can only, you know, he can only do what he can with the minutes he's given. And granted, against Roger State and against Texas, for the most part, his minutes came when they get, those games were pretty much decided. But he made the most of them. He shot the ball well. I think he averaged 13 points when you combine all of them. And for someone who didn't factor in really much at all in in Europe, you know, that's a needle mover for him. Whether he makes a rotation or not. And he's somebody that's given the staff enough of a sample size, I think, to show, hey, this guy might help us make some threes at some point if we feel like we need to go that route. So I thought he stepped up. Uh, but in that Texas game, guys, there's just not a lot of positives really to point to. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> but, you know, but um, mm-hmm. you know, other than hanging in there for most of that first half. And, you know, I was really impressed with Texas, uh, you know, they're not only their their veteran players, not only their transfers, their freshmen were outstanding. I mean, up and down the lineup, those guys look really good, and I could see why they're ranked preseason number twelve. Hmm. Well, all right. Uh, a couple of players that Arkansas certainly has been recruiting heavily in the process: Bayfall and Saint Diop. Sounds like both are about to make their decision. They are. They're gonna they've got a an, a commitment slash signing ceremony uh, in Denver. That's where they live and play high school basketball. Uh, but that's gonna be on November fifteenth. So the the early signing period runs from November 9th to the sixteenth. And so they're gonna make that commitment um, slash signing that's gonna get done in a ceremony on the fifteenth. So a day before the end of the early period, and then they will be in the state of Arkansas on November 19th, which is a Saturday. There's a a 10-team, five-game showcase event at Fort Smith Northside High School at the new arena there, and their team's going to play in it against Linkier, Link, uh, Linkier, or uh, excuse me, Link Academy uh, from Branson. So that's the matchup, but they'll be in Arkansas. So you know, I've been saying for months that I think Arkansas is in the lead for both. Um, I believe Arkansas is going to get both of those players committed. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Fall just took a visit, by the way, this past weekend to Auburn. It was his second visit there. Hassan Diop did not take that visit. Um, uh, Fall is down to Arkansas, Seton Hall, Rutgers, and Auburn. Hassan Diop is down to Arkansas, Seton Hall, and Colorado. Um, you know, so I could be. You know, there could be a surprise around the corner, but I don't, you know, at this point, I still think that Arkansas leads for these guys, and we're certainly going to find out soon enough because we're two weeks. The first, the 15th is exactly two weeks, so that's on a Monday. Um, and, you know, they're going to get get that business handled. By the way, Ron Holland, uh, just before the weekend, I think it was both on Friday, these announcements came out, that Ron Holland, is his mom confirmed with me that, he has eliminated Kentucky and G League Ignite, so he's down to the to Arkansas, Texas, and UCLA. I've been saying for a while I think it's almost split even Arkansas and Texas. I gave a very slight edge to Arkansas after that red-white game weekend visit. 
Um, you know, I do think right now, if I had to say, I'm, I mean, it's 50-50 for me. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm at a place right now where I'm giving a slight edge to Arkansas. And I'm going to tell you why. A couple of things. I think Arkansas expected maybe to hear something in that first week after he stopped in for that red-white game. Uh, and that time passed. And, and, you know, I don't think, um, you know, I think the timeline got moved out a little bit. Anytime that happens as a staff, you, you start to, you know, maybe start to wonder what's going on. Arkansas also put out an offer on Friday to J.J. Taylor, who's similar position-wise from the class of 2023, putting out an offer this late, similar size and position-wise to Ron Holland. That, that young man plays out in California. He was previously a five-star. He's still ranked in the top 50 and is a four-star now, but, you know, so I look at that. It doesn't necessarily mean they're not getting Ron Holland, but it's just something to keep an eye on. Um, but I do think with Fall and Diop, Arkansas, I, I do favor Arkansas. Um, I do think that's where they end up. And with Holland, you know, I never felt fully confident it was going to be Arkansas. I was giving a slight edge to the Razorbacks just last week or a couple of weeks ago, and now, you know, right now where I'm at with it, just looking at all of it, I'm going to say 50-50 Arkansas, Texas, um, and, and you know we'll see what happens with him. But I think a decision from Ron Holland will also happen uh, in the early period. Now, if he decides to back away from that and, and extend it and stretch it out, we'll see. Uh, but I think all three of these players that we've been talking about for so long and have been on campus in recent months, I think we're going to learn learn decisions. Obviously, with Fall and Deup, we know that's coming in two weeks. But I think Holland will get his taken care of and decided to by the early period. Wow. A lot on the line coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. All right, Kevin. We will talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.